The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It is Sunday, December 27th. If you're listening to this recap of the Christmas game and the three Saturday games, that's how we decided to bundle them together to make sure we get your full coverage. Of course, we will still be recapping all the Sunday games after they wrap on Sunday night. But for now, we're going to take a dive into this. If you still haven't listened to the Best Bets podcast and you want to do so, but you don't want to deal with hearing us talk about the three Saturday games, or I guess the one Christmas game and the three Saturday games, I would recommend, per per Debo's note, that you fast forward to the 1230 mark. That will get you past those games. So download that show, fast forward to 1230, and you won't have to worry about listening to us talk about those four games. That's the number you need to know if you're trying to check that out on Sunday morning. Maybe the Sunday recap show will be a little bit shorter, but uh, we, do, we do have a running bet uh, behind the scenes that we can drive Ryan Wilson insane by can, making him stay at the Stanford, Connecticut office until 2 a.m. every night for a full season. Ryan, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Season's greetings. <laughs> Do you ever, yeah, and John Breach is here as well. Do you guys well, have- Ryan, I heard you like the Stanford office so much that you're going to get a tattoo of it. <laughs> Breach, read between the lines. How did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah. Breach, good. this is your first Christmas as a father. I, well, you know what? I'll tell you, it's magical. Everybody says it's magical. It really is. The baby has all these new toys, and she's right at the age, nine months old, where she can interact with them. And they're just like things light up. They get all excited. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's funny, fun. It's lovely. Everybody go out and have a kid. Oh, no wonder you're a writer with those descriptive words that you used to Hey, Breach, have you, uh, you're probably, I mean, yeah, it, it is great having young kids and having them enjoy toys and stuff, but have, uh, you or your wife noticed how loud these children's toys are? Um, we have. It is like an alarm clock in the morning because one of us gets up with a baby. And the other person gets to sleep in and we trade off and there's no sleeping in now because the last four days it's been yeah. because that's it. That's what these toys do. They make the loudest noises in the world. There's no mute button. Uh, so here's what you do. You take some duct tape. And okay. I'm listening. Speaker. Just cover the speaker. It'll, it'll lessen. It'll take the edge off. I like it. Wilson, that's a first parental tip of yours that I'm going to take. But yeah, small children definitely won't eat duct tape. That's a good call. <laughs> Dolphins 26, Raiders 25. Ay, ay, ay. What? So, the uh, and we'll get to, of course, the Saints Vikings game. That was a thrilling Christmas affair. <laughs> but the first two games on, on, uh, on Saturday were absolute dog dookie, as, as Wilson likes to say. And Dolphins Raiders, frankly, looked kind of terrible for a while too, until it just turned into a, in, like, a, a bananas fest. I mean, until Ryan Fitzpatrick happened. 
Right. Like it was, it was a boring game. And then all of a sudden the Dolphins yanked to a tongue of Aloha for Ryan Fitzpatrick, as they've done once already this year. They drop him in. Uh, the Raiders end up covering, but uh, you and know, they overhit somehow. It was unreal. We talked to Kenny White at halftime and they had the, the total was like, what was the total at halftime? It was super low. Uh, at halftime, it was well, the score was thirteen to six. 13 yeah. To six. yeah, yeah. So there's no way. I mean, Kenny's like, okay, if nothing happens in the third quarter. The fourth quarter will be bonkers, and he nailed it. Nothing happened in the third quarter really because of Tua not doing much in the fourth quarter. Went bonkers because his breaches noted. This magic came in. And when Ryan yeah, says bonkers, real quick, when he says bonkers, that is twenty-two points scored in four minutes. In the final four minutes of the game, there were twenty-two points. Before that, there was only twenty-nine points the entire game. Yeah. Uh, Tua did have a touchdown pass in the third quarter, but I mean, I think touchdown we all pass, breach could have made a touch, touchdown pass in your body. I mean, well, I mean, let's all right, look. I'm not. We, we can get to the Tua Ryan Fitzpatrick thing in a second, because um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a, uh, I believe it was a 59 yard touchdown pass that went maybe like a foot and a half in front of him to Miles. That would have been the longest pass on the night for Tua. That one he completed. Uh, okay, all right, all right. We got a guy who's out on Tua. I see. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, do you want to talk about the Tua Fitz thing first, or do you want to talk about the fact that John Gruden took knees immediately after, by the way, Liberty is trying to close out Coastal Carolina in the college bowl game and like is, tries to take knees at the one, fumbles, gives up the ball. Uh, what's, what's the bigger takeaway here? The Tua Fitz, probably the Tua Fitz thing, right? Yeah, because here's the thing. The Raiders shouldn't even have been in that thing if that crappy PI against Byron Jones wasn't called. Fair. That set them up for that go ahead touchdown. That was straight up dog doo doo. Or go ahead. I don't know if they scored. It was a field, whatever the last score was for them. That was their field goal. Field goal. Go ahead. 25-23. And that led to the knees that you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So Tua and Breach and I talked about this in HQ after the game. So where are we, Brian Flores on Tua? Is he the guy or isn't he the guy? And so Tua's starting next week in week 17. So what is this like a relief pitcher situation? I don't know, but I thought it was really interesting after the game that Ryan Fitzpatrick appearing, uh, talking to Colleen Wolf and Steve Smith and those guys on NFL Network was asked about this and was like, you know, like Michael Irvin was like, Hey man, like, are you the guy? Like, what's the deal? And he said, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm happy anytime I get a chance to play, but what really is really important to me and what makes this work is that Brian Flores is an incredible communicator. And, and uh, we don't get that sense at home. Yeah. And that's probably by design. And I will say one other thing. And Kurt Warner pointed this out during the telecast, which I thought was very re- revealing. Um, Fitzpatrick told Warner last week that one of the things he works with Tua on is the difference between college open receivers and NFL open receivers. Yep. And we saw that not only when Fitzpatrick came in and was just dealing because that's what he's done his entire career, but in the first three and a half quarters when Tua wasn't dealing because he just refused to throw the ball to anyone that wasn't wide ass open, typically underneath. He had a one or two throws downfield, and by downfield I mean more than ten yards that were almost intercepted, should have been. And he just feels like he still doesn't know what he's doing fully. And I get that because he's a rookie, but knowing all that, and I'm I, I'm glad that Brian Flores is a great communicator. If he has to beat the Bills, and we we've all been saying this every week on this podcast, you're rolling with Fitzpatrick. Like, are you going to wait till you're down? 14 to nothing against even if they sit people in Buffalo. I don't know what the plan is. Well, and I'll say this too. I don't even think the Warner thing was necessarily college wide open so much as Alabama wide open. Yeah. That's it right. Is screaming ass wide open right. with Gary Judy, Calvin Ridley, um, Henry Ruggs. 
OJ Howard, like who, name all the, the billion first round picks out of Alabama that are just running wide open against terrible SEC defenses. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's very confusing. It's weird. Like if, I mean, so Pete, Pete Briscoe was tweeting about this and was like thrashing to a, it's like, hmm, hmm. But he's not doing that because he thinks he's like thinks Fitzpatrick is better than Tua. He doesn't care about that. He hates Fitzpatrick too. This is a Herbert versus Tua thing for Pete. Um, my issue with the Tua thing is that why why did you bench Fitzpatrick in the first place if you need him to come in to try to save games for you? Like, what is the three point? Three when well, he was and the other issue is if you're a player on the Dolphins roster and you're trying to get to the playoffs, you're busting your butt. You know who the better quarterback is. Look, if Tua wants to be the quarterback of the future and he is the quarterback of the future and he's the quarterback for the next 12 years, that's fine, but not this year. Your best chance to win is with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a slap in the face of everyone on that roster. I like it. Flores might but, communicate I mean, well with Fitzpatrick and Tua, but how do you feel if you're somebody on that defense who, who was just shutting down everybody, but then Tua's going three and out three times in a row for negative six yards in the second half? You're like, what are we doing here? We're trying to win football games. Tua shouldn't be in. But, like, I mean, counter counterpoint, like, if you want to win in 2021, and I assume the Dolphins want to do that because they have a roster that's built to win next year, don't you kind of need Tua? What do you mean? Yeah, 2021, 20 no, I start paying attention to 2021 once I'm out of the playoffs in 2020. I'm playing. If Very I'm a coach, you got to say once is 2021 because that would have been next Thursday. That's why I didn't say it next Thursday. I'm saying it right now, other, Brenton. Here's the other thing: they got a, a top five pick because Houston sucks. So it's not like they're worried about draft position or getting to the playoffs or all that. Whatever may be in the back of their minds. If you want to win playoff games and turn this thing around quickly, I just don't understand the math. Because what, what is, uh, the hit on your confidence if you're Tua and you get benched when the game's tight? I don't like he his almost idea. He looks relieved. He doesn't seem to care. <laughs> I, I, know, and I don't kidding. like the idea. Like Fitzpatrick was asked about it. They were like, you know, what was the conversation with you and Tua? He's like, well, you know, I told him like, you know, this is after the game. He's like, I told him like, Hey, this on this play, this, you know, this is the throw you make when you see that sort of coverage and da, da, da. So it's a great learning experience. It's like, this is not how the NFL works. No one is having that good of a time being yanked in and out of football games, mentoring somebody, being told like how this, like, you know, this particular like setup works. Like this is just, it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't work like this. I, I don't believe that these guys are so happy together that they're willing to just let this continue on. And yet uh, Fitzpatrick is putting on a very big smile and letting it happen. Oh, so well, I, I, I think that this would be the season. He secretly wants to play because you look at, uh, he's been playing since what, 2005? Yep. Seventh round pick, Harvard. He went to Harvard. You know that? Since 2005. How many postseason starts do you guys think Ryan Fitzpatrick has had? The over under is one and a half. Zero. He's had zero. Under. So if you're him, you absolutely want to be the guys. No, he had one in the playoffs, right? For the Texans. Did he? Did he? I don't think uh, so. He's played, he? for, he's played for every team, maybe. Oh, there's Brian Hoyer, not Fitzpatrick. How dare you, sir? Uh, by the way, uh, at Brian Flores asked about going to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Quote, if we need to go to a relief pitcher in the ninth, it's what we'll do. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know any famous relief pitchers. He's basically Lee Smith. Mary, oh. Mariana Rivera? Mary, yeah. Dennis, Zachary. Dennis Eckersley. Lee Smith is a good pull. I meant, like, guys that are playing currently. Like, I don't know any baseball players now. Yeah. Uh, Kenley Jansen. 
I mean, I, I don't, you could have told me he kicks field goals for the Jaguars. I would believe you. But could you imagine having like I a stockbroker? One guy makes you $5 million. The other guy makes you $12. And you're like, you know what? I'm going back to the $12 guy because I like how he sees the future. He sees the big picture. I'm going to go came, with him. Like, he, it doesn't he came, make any sense. He came from Harvard, the $12 guy. So he has a future <laughs> being good. The other guy came from community college. He's just a genius. And, uh, you know, he, he wins big and he loses big and he's been doing it forever. I mean, when you put it in that, it makes even less sense. Grizzle veteran who knows what he's doing against the, the, the fresh out of college, uh, smart guy from a really good school who is like book smart, but he doesn't know how to translate that into the field. I don't get it. Let me ask you this, Breach, as a, as a Bengals fan. Do you think Joe Burrow would, would have been happy about being pulled if, say, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a backup there at any point this season and be out there giving high fives? If Joe Burrow was given the starting job, told the job was hidden, he got pulled. He would quit the team. Like, Joe Burrow, and I no, think... Like, he, like, beat up Ryan Finley on the field. He No, Joe Burrow would go to Mike Brown, the owner, and be like, you're firing Zach Taylor tomorrow, and that's either or I'm not playing. You have to pick one or the other. Like, it would get ugly. And it's just crazy how this works in Miami, even though it kind of doesn't work, but it kind of does. But let me ask you guys both this. Uh, Wilson, you can go first. If you're the Dolphins and you have to play the Colts or the Browns or the Titans or the Steelers in the playoffs, are you winning that game with Tua, any of those teams? No, no. Because we saw tonight against a terrible, terrible Raiders defense. I get it. Devontae, Adam, uh, Devontae Parker was out. I get it. Jakeem uh, Grant got hurt. But guess what? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and was dealing to Miles Gaskin throwing the ball and to Mac Hollins, who dropped two balls previously. So, right, to your point, no, you're not winning. And then the flip side, Brinson, how many playoff teams do you think they could beat with Fitzpatrick? Like at least one or two. Oh, uh, like seven or six. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The defense is so good. They just need a slightly above well, average quarterback. You, you know, you know, the old theory. It's like if, if you're, if you're, if you're a fan of some team and a guy and the, the other coach is making a decision about a fourth down thing. Like you want to know what the fan doesn't want to have happen. That's right. Well, the best thing, this is the best example of why. So anybody who bet on the Raiders, the second Fitz came in, they're like, well, we're, we're screwed. Like the Raiders are the, the, the Dolphins are going to cover, win this game and cover now that Fitz is in. When two was in, we thought we had a chance. We thought we were going to win this game and cover. And now all of a sudden it's going out the window and uh the Raiders dodged that bullet, obviously by virtue of that crazy PI call and all that. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really get what Brian Flores is doing. And by the way, if you win next week as the Dolphins, you're in. You're in. If you well, lose, uh, should we talk about that? Oh, do we want to talk about this? We can game? talk about the Raiders, what they've done. Well, and you might be playing a Bills team that's resting all its starters. But you're still not winning. The loser with here, the real loser here is me, obviously. All right. Why this time? Well, if the Colts lose to the Steelers. Okay, that's not happening. What else? Okay, if the Colts don't, if the Colts finish eleven and five, and the Ravens finish eleven and five, the Browns finish eleven and five, and the Dolphins finish eleven and five, do you know who doesn't make the playoffs at eleven and five? The Colts. Colts. That's correct. In fact, now, the Titans in there eleven five. You know the lesson is there: don't lose to the Jaguars in Week One. Probably. Um. Yeah. So let's talk quickly about the Raiders because you mentioned them. I, I didn't. I was getting ready to do the go on with breach for the kneel down. What happened there? Uh, all right, so they are down at the goal line, and you know, people are like, "Oh, should the Dolphins let them score?" The Dolphins kind of they tried to drag him into the end zone. Josh Jacobs there, you, you, and Josh Jacobs slid and, right. and, and got down right before it, and then Derek Carr, as Breach pointed out, I don't think I noticed this live, but as Breach pointed out, 
Derek Carr takes a knee. No, no, that's the tweet. I had to delete. It was incorrect. Uh, the Raiders called a time. I saw the Dolphins were out of timeout and I was prepping like Ryan wise. And so since the Dolphins were out of timeouts, I assumed that you're like, why would the Raiders use timeout? You just kneel it when there's one second left. It's not that hard. But the Raiders were playing it safe by calling a timeout with one second left. So that knee was taken coming out of a timeout. So the clock gotcha, was not moving. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But now, Academy uh, counterpoint. So anyway, Derek Carr takes a knee and then they kick a field goal. Derek Carr should have run but, around. Hold on. He should have run around for a second and then like fall on the ground and let somebody come like make him blow it dead or like make somebody come touch you. You do that or try to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the, uh, Daniel Carson's a great field goal kicker. Although he honked an extra point. Because w- let me bring something up real quick. The Falcons Lions game, Todd Gurley got crushed. Now, yeah. If Todd Gurley falls at the one yard line, the Falcons could run out the clock completely, kick the field goal, and Huge win. Huge difference. Yes, the other team does not get the ball back. The Raiders had no avenue to run out the clock completely. The Dolphins were going to get the ball back no matter what. The only question was, do you want to give it back to them up thirty to twenty three, and the Dolphins have fifty seconds to work with five zero, or do you want to get it to them uh, where you're up two because you kick the field goal with nineteen seconds left? So those are your two options. So I. Do you want to, do you want to, and, and bear in mind, you do have a terrible defense and Ryan Fitzpatrick is now in and not to us. So, uh, and then this is when the insane to a throw happened. I mean, excuse me, the insane Fitzpatrick throw happened. Fitz is dropping back and he's gets just head ripped to the side by his face mask and he just heaves a prayer up and it lands in Matt Collins, uh, chest. And it, it Fitz actually pointed out after the game that he thought that getting his face mask grab probably helped the throw because it slowed everything down. It caused Hollins to come back to it. They were running cover two. The Raiders were. Does it, If you were picking a bat, like obviously the worst defensive play call of the year is the Jets going cover zero against the Raiders. But the cover two play call, the, the, the application of that play call in that spot was pretty bad as well. Like just you cannot give up a face mask. You cannot give up a deep pass. To the sideline. <laughs> To the sideline. If it's in the middle of the field, that might be the end of the game. Like the clock what does cover two out. encourage? To the sideline. Like, yes. I mean, like you're, you're ba- like, uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, it was a bad, it was a bad, it was a bad play call. It was a bad defensive play call. Um, well, the play call may have been bad, but Arden Key's face mask was way worse. Number one. Number two, Matt Collins had dropped two passes, easy <laughs> passes, relatively easy passes. Uh, did pass. uh, he? He dropped one and it was hit him in the numbers. It bounced off. He cool. had a couple drops and then he, that one you just mentioned, he wanted to drop. If you look at the replay, he sort of scored it out and he held onto it. Yeah. But Harden Key's face mask was the worst play of the game. The second worst call of the game was that freaking pass interference call. And none of this would have mattered. And let me bring this up because we talked about this before and I think Breach just sort of poo pooed it or maybe it was you, Brinson. So 2018, four wins, John Gruden, seven and nine last year. They're not going to be better than eight and eight this year. What is the expectations for a man who signed a $50 million deal? We got an all off season for this. Yeah. I was the one who said he should be on the hot seat and I got a hundred, a hundred million dollar deal. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't say he shouldn't. I didn't say people shouldn't be questioning his coaching. I said, I said he can't put him on the hot seat because you have $70 million. You can't fire. Like you've committed they gave to Marcus Russell, like $50 million to do nothing except drink the purple stuff. And they wrote out his rookie contract. It's the same reason that Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere. Okay. Your pocket committed. We'll, we'll talk about it in April. All right. 
Gruden's um, one and four. Oh, Miami can clinch the a playoff spot next. Oh, oh, this week. Yeah, just got to win. No, excuse me. Next week, Miami can clinch a playoff spot with any of the following items. One, win at uh, Buffalo in Week 17. Buffalo could potentially rest their starters. Two, Baltimore loses Week 17 at Cincinnati. Baltimore would never lose to Ryan Finley and the Bengals. I will get a Ryan. Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Indianapolis loses out at Pittsburgh versus Jacksonville. Cleveland loses out uh, at the Jets and versus Pittsburgh. And I guess this is actually a good time to point it out before we take a break that the Browns, uh, have had to place five receivers and a tight end, I think. Um, I love, I love the Jets on Sunday. How can you not? It's just like such a brand. Oh, they, they had to place them on the COVID list. So Rashad Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples Jones, Hodge, Hodge. Who else is there? Is there who else am I missing? I did, that's the only names I saw on the list, but, um, I don't know. Well, I got the, I got the email. From here. Um, Higgins. Hodge, Landry, Peoples-Jones, and then linebacker Jacob Phillips on the COVID list. So they elevated Jamarcus Bradley, uh, Montreal Meander, and Derek Willies from the practice squad. Again, those guys could all be closers, and I wouldn't know it. Um, the, the line is down from minus 10 to minus 7, I think, last I saw. Sure. I think six and a half. Woo! I like the, Brown, I like the Browns now. Even nope. more. I'm telling you, the Jets are going to win because our J, JLC, Jason LaCafora, tweeted out a report that uh, if the Browns happen to win that game, Adam Gase could be fired, which is sort of funny. So this is Adam. Keep Adam Gase in New York victory game. Hashtag save our Gase. Save our Gase, except that would worsen their their draft stock potentially. So I don't know. Uh, the Jets, we don't have Quentin Williams. They can't stop the run. So I think the, the Browns can run all over them. But yeah. And I mean, also the Jets have given up the most passing yards to <gasps> wait for it, tight ends on the season. You don't even need wide receivers. You throw the tight ends and you hand it off to Nick Chubb. How'd that work out last week for Gerald Everett? And, uh, yeah, but that's because their quarterback is Jared Goff. Is Baker Mayfield better than Jared Goff? Yes. <laughs> how dare you, sir? How, how I mean, you? we could have a separate. He's tearing be- off with a better arm and, and less contract. Total complete podcast on it. Um, this offseason. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about the rest of the holiday games. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so the Buccaneers and the Lions played. And, oh, oh, boy. It got ugly. The Bucks clinched a playoff berth for the first time since 2008. Seven. 2007. I'm sorry. 2008. You know, who the quarter, you know who the quarterback was of that Buccaneers team? Um, Don't say Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, it wasn't. John Green right. was the coach. Brad Johnson? Nope. It was. You give up? Oh, it was Jeffrey Garcia. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the Patriots now missing the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Let's see how that works. Synergy. Yes, Tom Brady. Yeah, here's the thing. I think um, if you're looking for a bright spot, uh, this was a good Christmas for Matt Patricia because he didn't lose that game. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, there are no bright spots. I mean, Matthew Stafford got hurt after the play, walking on someone's foot by accident. Yep. If I'm the Steelers, I trade two first round picks for Matthew Stafford yesterday. Mm. I don't know if that's enough to do it, but. It's past trade deadline, but yeah. Uh, I think what I said on HQ was that if we ever wanted to know what would happen if you just let fans coach a football team, that was this game. The Lions were down to no one. You know, like you're on your third head coach because half your coaching staff has COVID. Somebody from your research and analysis department is your defensive coordinator, not even a coach. And then your offense coordinator uh, is someone who's not used to calling plays. And obviously Ryan just mentioned the Stafford injury. I mean, this was just... I, I just don't think we really learned anything about the Buccaneers. Obviously, it would have been embarrassing if they lost this game or if it was close. They took care of business, clinched the playoff berth. But other than that, I don't know what this game tells us. There's 34 nothing at halftime. Yeah. Brady uh, had 30, 48 and 4. You know what else it tells us? I actually talked about this. <laughs> I was so bored at, at halftime HQ. I said, uh, Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert, easily the most handsome quarterback duo in the NFL. Um. Like Nick Mullins ain't helping out Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Mullins is cute in his own Wait, way. Is that good looking? He's he's got what are they called? Uh TIL. Wilson has a crush on Blaine Gabbert. Hey, a two touchdown passes. His first pass today was a touchdown to who was that? Was it the Gronk? Someone down yeah. the middle. The Gronk, yeah, Gronk. They threw one to Mike Evans. So the the most wide open touchdown pass you will they ever weren't covered any. Ryan, where does Ben Roethlisberger fall on your handsome quarterback list? Uh, Mason Rudolph, it goes like this. Mason Rudolph, oh. Hodges, then Big Ben in terms of the, on the squad. <laughs> oh no, and Josh Dobbs too. So Big Ben's last, clearly. Oh, the Steelers, the ugliest quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Mason's not a bad looking guy, I don't think. Uh, yeah, but he's, you know, off field stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. His personality tanks. That's, that's another off season conversation. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this. So I don't know who number two is though? Maybe. Well, yet. you have a quarterback, Tom Brady, throwing for 348 yards at halftime. Smart move to bench him, or are you like, mm, maybe he could set the all-time NFL passing record here? No, bench him. Well, I, can you imagine having that conversation after the game? I mean, the Lions benched their, their like the Matthew Stafford left, and they, they pulled Chase they Daniel. Did. They pulled Chase Daniel for David Blau. Like, that's – I think it was just – I guess if you're Bruce Arians, if you're going to keep slinging the ball deep and, like, throwing all over the place, do it with your backup quarterback if it's okay. I mean, they're dragging this game out. It was ridiculous. This is a, this. a bludgeoning. Leonard Fournette, and Pete Pete has been saying this for years, he literally runs to contact. It is insane to watch. Keyshawn Vaughn looked really good against a he did look good. that wasn't you know, very good, obviously. I, I, I at, at 
in the third quarter, I went downstairs and spent time with my family. Yeah, so did the line. How bad this game was. Like, <laughs> like I was like, AK was like, what are you doing down here? I was like, well, I was like, frankly, I can't sit, I can't sit there and watch this game anymore. It's 47 to seven. She's like, my God. So yeah. Um, so now the game didn't go over, by the way. Yeah. One team scored points. That makes it a lot more difficult. I, somebody puts up 47. You'd think the over's going to hit. Uh, you want to hear something crazy? This wasn't even the best first half of Tom Brady's career, and he threw for 348 yards. Titans game? Titans four touchdowns. Oh, Titans game in the snow? Titans game in the snow. He went off five touchdowns. Yeah. I just said uh, that. And and 352 passing yards. And then he got benched. He played one series in the third quarter and got benched. 59 nothing? Beat the crap Jeff Fisher that week. Yeah, that was was. Jeff Fisher. Holy prepared to play in the snow. You know what's Um, funny? Remember, uh, not this year because obviously we didn't have it, but the um, Labor Day extravaganza fantasy football thing we have in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Two years ago, Lindell White was there, and we were talking about that snow cave. And he was like, it was so cold, and we were so unprepared. And clearly, the 59 nothing <laughs> got the doors blown off. And I think it's one of those things you're on the sideline, you're going, okay. This, you, you know, sort of like the Bengals-Steelers game. You know, after three passes, all right, we can we can wrap this thing up. You know, really randomly, Lindell White, I don't know why, I guess we exchanged numbers. I think he texted me. He was like, who should I take number one overall in fantasy? Oh, when he texted you that? I, I don't, it was either before this year or last year. I told McCaffrey. I, I, That's I funny. Before last year. Yeah. I was like, well, I was like hello, Lindell. Um, what a humble rag. It was a huge humble yeah, rag. Yeah, he can't. My he, brother texted me to ask who he should take number one fantasy. And you told him Justin Tucker? And he's now in the fantasy finals with Justin Tucker. There you go. That's a, Boom. You told right. number one, Justin Tucker. Uh, I hope you told him to pick up Jeff Wilson because if you did, he's doing pretty well for himself. Wilson, you know, picked uh, up Jeff Wilson. I'm in the finals today against RJ. I picked up Jeff Wilson, and guess who I didn't start? Jeff Wilson. Oh gosh, 22 carries, 100. That's your brother, man. You guys have the same last name. What an insult. I know. Um, 22 carries, 180 yards. He also caught one pass for 21 yards and a touchdown as the 49ers upset the Cardinals 20 to 12. Uh, potentially ruining the Cardinals season and giving the Bears, the Chicago Bears, uh, playoff life. Now the Bears control their own destiny. If they went out there in the playoffs and the Cardinals are in, on the outside looking in, not good for somebody who took the Cardinals to be a playoff team before the season. Uh, but potentially interesting if you, uh, if you're hoping that the Bears give Mitchell Trubisky a contract extension, I, I, I which is me. I, I am the thing about the Cardinals is that they just, have these games every three or four weeks where they look flat and disinterested and they don't care and they don't look like they have any idea what they're doing from a play calling perspective. Right, let's and, stop right there. Does Cliff Kingsbury, is he a good coach? I don't know. I don't think so. He's handsome. Yeah. That gets you really far in life. Not yeah. in football, but in other parts of life. It gets you pretty far in football. I mean, you have to eventually show skill or talent or ability to make Texas. smart decisions. He got fired from Texas Tech and got an NFL head coaching job. And he also went for it on fourth and two from his own 35 when he was down I two points. Yeah, I didn't. But then he didn't go for it on fourth and whatever when he needed to. Uh, from the 49ers 39-yard line, he punted. Kyler you want to be an aggressive coach, be an aggressive coach, be one or the other. Don't punt from your opponent's 39-yard line and then go for it from your own uh, 35 and a two point game. Kyler Murray had played terrible for three straight weeks. His injury with a, had a shoulder injury, 
had two awesome weeks, then comes out in this game, playoff lot, like, they clinch a playoff spot if they win, right? No. Oh, they wouldn't have. Okay. But they would have well, win in a Bears loss. They would have been, been in a very good position. Their, their chances, uh, I think, was something like 78% if they had won today. Right. Go out and beat a Niners team that's starting CJ Beathard. <laughs> and Jeff Wilson. Threw three touchdowns. He outplayed Kyler Murray. Kyler was 31 of 50 for 247. 50. Think about those numbers. The 49ers have had three different quarterbacks throw three touchdown passes in a game this year. You guys know when the last time that happened was? Yesterday. Wrong. <laughs> uh, th- wait, uh, the 2007 Carolina Panthers with David, David Carr. Uh, close but wrong. 2015 Dallas Cowboys. Uh, who are the quarterbacks? Uh, Romo. Romo and hold on. Kellen Moore. Yeah, I don't know who they were. <laughs> he's, he's furiously typing 2015. No, it was Romo. I mean, obviously Romo. Yeah, but that was, that was when Romo got injured. Romo, got injured. Matt, Matt, Matt Castle. Uh, Matt Castle. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Oh, was it, uh, Brady Whedon? It might have been Whedon. I think it was Whedon. Wasn't Dak? Dak wasn't there? No, that was the year that, uh, no, Whedon, they had added Whedon and like Jerry. Remember, I think if you Google like Ryan Wilson, Brandon Whedon, Jerry Jones, uh, uh-huh. an article about like. It was Kellen Moore. Oh. Yes, I got it. All right, good. Mark Sanchez played for the Cowboys too, which is sort of you forget. Yeah, Wade and Ryan Wilson, Jerry Jones. What did he call the, the only person on planet Earth ever to Google those those words together. Here it is. What yeah. I say? Oh no, no, this is MDS. But no, he he went on one of five through the fan, and he said you won't ever see a more gifted passer than Brandon Whedon. Oh, is that who said that? Uh, yeah, I remember those quotes now. Uh, anyway, Kyler Murray averaged less than five yards per pass attempt against the 49ers defense that was missing. Richard Sherman obviously doesn't have a bunch of the four well, players. Bosa, yeah. Oh no, yeah, Bosa's out. Bosa's brother's not playing on Sunday because of a concussion. Yeah. Um, Breach mentioned this on, on on HQ after the game, how thoroughly outcoached Cliff Kingsbury was by Kyle Shanahan. And I say this all the time at Kyle Shanahan. It does not matter. He could take the guys out of the stands that they called the game for the, the He's line. He's a top five coach. He's a top two coach. He just doesn't. Well, it's, but he just lost to the Cowboys. And it's like, how did you get beat by Mike McCarthy? I know. It doesn't make any sense. He is like Kyler Murray. What we're talking about, Kyler Murray is, is a spectacular talent and then takes, has these off games. That's Kyle Shanahan coaching. No, 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 no. The difference is he's doing it with quarterbacks that were second string quarterbacks in college. I mean, he's not doing it with his, he's doing it with his third string quarterback, his fifth string running back. So if you're winning at a 50% clip with those guys, that's impressive. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mike McCarthy had a day. Big deal. I mean, they, they were certainly better equipped personnel wise than what the 49ers are, are facing, but there's no excuse for the way the Cardinals played when they needed to win that game. But this is also a divisional game. So your coaching staff knows the other team are you inside and out. For Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not I mean, making a couple excuses. Of the, a couple hey, of I said it on HQ. He got out coached. He got deep pants. He shouldn't show his face in public for at least a week. The fourth down decisions were taken. Well, I mean, you can, he can show his face anytime, anywhere he wants. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the fourth down decisions were bad. First of all, they threw a fade into the end zone to to um, to Christian Kirk, who's being guarded by Akello Witherspoon, who, as pointed out by Daniel Jeremiah on the delightful Scouts feed, uh, Amazon Prime uh, audio version, is one of the tallest cornerbacks in the league, and Christian Kirk is a short dude. And you're having Kyler Murray, who just ran 40 yards on a, on a or 30 yards, excuse me, on, a, on his longest run of the day, is then throwing a fade to a short wide receiver deep into the end zone 
against a really tall cornerback. Like, what what are we doing? That's, Why is he throwing the ball 50 times a game anyway? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of questions. Yeah, he should not be Robert throwing Stala the ball. Robert Sala Cliff Kingsbury, too. That's a guy that I think has a chance, and I've said this before. Like, it's great if you know X's and O's, and every coach has X's and O's, but you have to be able to relate to players as a head coach, and I feel like he relates to his players, like they buy into what he's selling. I mean, we'll see, but he he seems to be on the same page with those guys and sort of – you don't have to be a rah-rah guy, but I think, you know, motivationally it helps. By the way, so Eric Casilli has pointed this out. Uh, things are going to get a lot, e- lot, lot more difficult for the Cardinals next year when they're not playing a last-place schedule. And they're going to be – it's the same personnel. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be better? If, if Kyler well, should they, be they actually, they actually could finish in third place. As I'll point out, though, about the schedules, first-place schedule and last-place schedule doesn't really matter because every team's playing four first-place teams, four second-place teams, four third-place teams, and four fourth-place teams. Yeah. You know what he's, he's just saying words. Those words don't make meaning. That's every, every team plays four – that just said I don't want to say it again. Yeah, but – Don't get silly. It's not on you, Wilson. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, there's a difference between the schedules that you play. That's an idiotic thing to say. The only, no, the only difference is which division you're matched up against. That's where the difference is. You don't come play in. the same teams, like the same teams in the NFC West. If you're first place, but you don't play the two games in the you middle. You don't, but you still play the <laughs> yeah, same amount of, place. so if, if the, if the Cardinals, who's going to win the NFC West? The, let's say the Rams win it and the 49ers no. finish in last. They both play the same amount of games against the first place teams, against second place teams, against third place teams, against fourth place teams. I, I understand that, but let's say, oh, let's say they're playing the, the AFC North. To play the, the, AFC the, North. the division matters. Uh, that's what I just said. Okay. Well, lead with that. <laughs> um, okay. That's are the Cardinals, do we think the Cardinals are making the playoffs yesterday? No, they're terrible. They're almost as bad as Breach's last point. We really think the Bears are going to win, win out. Uh, who are they playing again on Sunday? The Jaguars on Sunday. They're going to win that game. And who's the final? I don't know. It's a Mike Lennon revenge game. Well, I think you gave me $18 million. I will have my revenge on you. If, if the Seahawks lose to the Rams on Sunday and the Packers win on Sunday night, then the Packers have nothing to play for in week 17. And ah, then all of a sudden the Bears are beating them 34 to seven and getting to the playoffs. Yes, that is true. Wait, wait, wait. If the, if the, Oh, because the the Saints can't catch the Packers. Right. Only the, the Seahawks Packers can win right there. Yeah, yeah. The Packers win there ahead of the Saints. That's right. Now, let me ask you this. Mitch Trubisky versus Tim Boyle in week seventeen, if the Packers clinch first round. Not even Oh, but I mean like if you're if you're the Packers and you're Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, are you gonna lay down for the your hated rival to get them in the playoffs? Yeah. Do they hate the Bears? I mean if, the, yeah. yeah. If I can rest my starters to be healthy for the playoffs, then I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make me better. I'm not worried about the Bears. Ryan, do you remember the 2009 NFL season? Yeah. When this guy named Marvin Lewis rested all of his starters? It's not a division rivalry. Against the New York Jets. Jets. Playing the Jets, they lost 34 to nothing. Old defensive coordinator, Rex Ryan. It's not the same situation. Rex Ryan. And he rested all of his starters. He got beat 37 nothing. 34 nothing. But apparently. then they had to play the next better. week. That will not happen with the Packers because they'll have a first the round bye. And what happened to Marvin Lewis and the Cincinnati Bengals? This is me. This is the Bengals. And the weird thing is, the Bengals played a first-place schedule, a second-place schedule, a third-place schedule. Get out of here. So let me just say this, though. that If you're the Bears, if the Bears get in and they're the seventh seed, and the Packers say, you know what, screw it. We'll just let the Bears win. 
play all our backups. The only way you're playing the Bears, they have to beat the Saints or whoever the two seed is. And then even if they do that, you're playing them in Green Bay in the divisional round, and you're I, not worried I, about I'm, them because you that dominate is also the Bears. MVP factor. Like, is it? There's a chance that Matt, that uh, excuse me, Matt Ryan, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Lafleur will want to help Aaron Rodgers push for MVP. I think the factor is if you're the Packers, do you want to have your guys not playing football for two weeks? Because if you give them the week 17 rest, they also have the bye week. All of a sudden, you have the Baltimore Ravens situation where they came out and looked like crap against the Titans last year because they hadn't played football in two weeks. I think you play them for the first half. Yeah, and then if like, and then if like Khalil Mack is having a day and just putting Aaron Rodgers in the ground, you you call the dogs off and get out of there. So are we in unanimous agreement? The Bears, are, Ryan, you said Bears, right? Compared to the Cardinals, yeah, yeah, Cardinals. I mean, I, I think this is a win-win for me. Because I think either the Bears are going to gag their balls. Oops, I can't say that. The Bears are going to gag their faces off, um, or the uh, the Bears are going to make the playoffs. And Mitchell Trubisky is going to get a contract extension, which he will get if they make the playoffs this year. And Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace will not go anywhere. Well, I think the Bears are going to get in, but at eight and eight, I think they beat Jacksonville. They lose to Green Bay. And I think Arizona <laughs> think loses lose? to the Rams because the Rams have a lot to play for. And I think we're having an eight and eight playoff team in the NFC. Wow. Okay. That's spicy. All right. What happened on Christmas? So we're having an 11 and five team miss the playoffs in the AFC and an eight and eight team that is not the <laughs> NFC East make the playoffs as a wild card. So you have two teams at 500 or below in the NFC get in. An 11 and five team in the AFC missed that. That's, that sounds about right. Breach. Uh, finally, the Minnesota Vikings headed to New Orleans. And tried to hang with Breezus Cristo and the New Orleans Saints, and it wasn't happening. Drew Brees actually wasn't that great, but he threw for 311 yards, two interceptions, but the Saints won 52-33 on the heels of Alvin Kamara, setting the record for most rushing touchdowns in a single game and tying the record for most touchdowns in a game, 22 carries, 155 yards, six touchdowns, and paving the way for millions of fantasy owners to dominate their championship and sleep easy on Saturday and Sunday knowing they had a 60-burger from Alvin Kamara. It was incredible, and he should have had seven, but Sean Payton is obsessed with Taysom Hill and scoring touchdowns. What? I mean, what? Are we doing with this taste some hill business? I just don't get it. Third and one, oh, third and goal in the one, and you won't run Kamara for the sixth touchdown. He would get it anyway later, but he could have had seven, seven touchdowns. The biggest takeaway for me, and I, I thought it was quite rude that you led with Drew Breeses. He's he's done. Drew Brees is done. That first interception was atrocious. You should have had another one that was just dropped. I just don't think he can do it. And you can blame the ribs, but his ribs weren't hurting last year. I guess you could blame the wrist last year. It's always something with him. Oh, Wilson, it's crazy you say it because after the interception, I think it was 17, 14 Saints at that time. I honestly thought I was like, my God, the Vikings are going to pull this out. They literally have like one scenario that was going to get them to the postseason <laughs> had like a 1.2% chance and involved them beating the Saints. And then obviously uh, they didn't because the Saints scored 35 more points. I mean, the Saints scored me, three touchdowns in the, four, in the fourth quarter unnecessarily. Let me ask you this question. How far can the Saints go on Sean Payton slash uh, Taysom Hill magic? Because it, it can be about Drew Brees having to win you the game. I still think the Saints can win the Super Bowl. How are they going to do it? 
I, I don't, I don't know. So I actually thought that the way the Saints came out in that game and the way Breeze looked, uh, gave me some encouragement. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that he was great in this game by any stretch of the imagination, but he looked a lot better than he did the week before. And I think he came back earlier than he needed to, but they didn't want him coming back in either a week 17 meaningless situation or coming back with his first action being a playoff game. Like he, he, I think he knows he needs to get out there and throw with these broke ass ribs and this flak jacket to figure it out and sort of to get where he needs to be to try to make a run in the playoffs. Now, do I think that they'll be the team that makes the run? Uh, probably not. Would I want, would I prefer having the Buccaneers to the Saints in a playoff situation? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know, but I think the Saints are complete enough where they can still win the Super Bowl. And I feel like the NFC, you know, we just said that two sub 500 teams might get in. The NFC is pretty wide open. If the Saints can avoid the Packers, I feel like that's the one team I would absolutely pick every time to beat New Orleans in the playoffs. But if you're the two seed, you wouldn't face them until the NFC championship game. So they have to get there also. Uh, so I think that's why I don't, I don't know that the Saints are a bad or. The, the Packers are a bad matchup for the Saints, though, because the Saints have a really good offensive line. They have two really good running backs, and that's how you attack Green Bay. And on the other side, just have their defense. If you beat up on Aaron Rodgers early, even to the point like you, a late hit, not to hurt him, but you just to, to rough him up a little bit, and just let, let him know you're there. Go, that's exactly back, what the Buccaneers did. Go back down, exactly. And the Saints defense is playing really well right now. I mean, that's true, but, but Rodgers did throw for three touchdowns, and the Saints put up 37 on or the Packers put up 37 on the Saints earlier this season. Yeah, but he also put it I think almost weirdly, the Saints, I would prefer the Saints playing the Packers in Lambeau to playing in the Superdome. In the cold, Drew Brees in his 40-year-old body? Take out Drew Brees' hands and, and giving it to Kamara and Latavius Murray. He ain't going to throw it 30 yards in the air anywhere. He might as well try to even the playing field for the other team. That's what I'm saying. Make life rough for Rodgers and, and, I mean, Rogers home doesn't lose. I, I don't know if I really feel I will say either. the interesting – the thing that worries me about the Saints is that you look at their record this year. They're 11-4. and four. They are 5-0 and oh against the NFC South and 6-4 and four against everyone else. So it, they're beating up. Sean Payton is outcoaching the guys in his division, coaches he knows. He outcoaches them. But then when you throw the Saints out in the wild and they have to face somebody who's not from – the NFC South, they're losing. Yeah, but you're yeah. acting like Sean Payton is Cliff Kingsbury. Sean Payton's been coaching there since 2000. Okay. No, what? Wait, wait, wait. Did we say Kyle Shanahan's a top? I said top two. That's the, or that's Shanahan? Kyle, yeah. The, the in, top in the, in the NFL? Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, and Sean Payton. Okay. Yeah, I'm not putting Shanahan in the top two or even the top five. That's because you hate him. You just said that. What? what, what? I was saying, this Saints team won nine games in a row this year. Their losses are at Philly with Taysom Hill against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, in a game that probably was closer than it should have been. Packers at home, uh, and then that Monday night game at the Raiders where they looked really hungover. Otherwise, they've been pretty And well. that was the Raiders' first game in Vegas. You had the yeah. whole hoo who hoo There were literally zero people in the stands. They kicked, they kicked, they blitzkrieged Tom Brady in week one. And then went out and had a, a, a Elmo Steakhouse situation, and you know, a little hungover on Monday. It happens. Yeah, I cannot. Eight and three indoors, eight three and one outdoors for the Saints this year. 
cannot believe I have to talk to you guys in 24 hours. What is that supposed to mean, Ryan? About what? Oh, just in the podcast. About again. what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're having a About pain. what? Uh, intervention. Sorry, I didn't tell you that. I was supposed to tell you till tomorrow. So, and then obviously the Vikings are located here. 28 uh, days alone. <laughs> 28 days of freedom. What, what breach? The Vikings eliminated Mike Zimmer saying it's the worst defense he ever had, has had. Isn't that like an indictment on him? Isn't he throwing himself under the bus by saying that? Like, he, hey, he I cut, cut everyone, brought all these guys in, and, and I'm supposed to be the defensive guru. Uh, so why would he, like, he sorry, said it like it was an insult, but he was only insulting himself. The defensive what? what? It was the worst defense he'd ever coached. No, 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 the de- he's a defensive what? Guru? Uh, <laughs> like a mastermind? Say it again. Go what did I say? Some people say Guru. That's, that's not the worst thing. Guru. No, 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 he's a mastermind. I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying the way you say Guru is is amusing to me. Uh, you said words worse than Guru. Some people say Guru. Seal. I say Guru. Guru. Yeah. Uh, it just sounded funny. Rod, uh, Rod Guru was an awesome baseball player. Are you trying to get me with another honey badger? Didn't work, person. Didn't work. Bunny so, ears. Tyron Matthew. <laughs> Vikings are just the nineteenth and ninth team in NFL history to have a fifteen hundred yard rusher and a quarterback who threw thirty or more touchdown passes. The other eight teams won at least ten games <laughs> because they didn't have a crappy defense like Mike Zimmer did this year. We said this before the season. We're like, look at what's happening in Minnesota. This is a problem. Bridge and I were huge on Minnesota last year, and we're like, nah, you got to get off of Minnesota. This team is a, is not good. The defense is going to be bad. They want to run the football. It won't work. Um, I don't know. Okay. And because we don't podcast as much now because the, the weekday games are gone, but we breach. You need to dig up our preseason predictions, win totals and all that. We'll be three and three after they win tonight. And they have a path to nine wins. It's not a difficult path. <laughs> Again, the, the most frustrating thing about that is that I said it on HQ. I would never say that on the podcast. So I'm just trying to create content. Nice so that was the middle of like the peak, like, Oh my God. Was that the middle of like the, it was six weeks into the season. We were doing a daily. After that got hurt and I was trying to pump up Andy Dalton. I reached. Don't steal my guy. Andy Dalton shine. I had two of them on here. I got rid of one. And then Wilson got so crazy with that nine and seven prediction. I was like, I'm not even getting that crazy. I'm, you talked me off a ledge, Wilson. Thank you. You're welcome. What prediction did you want specifically, Wilson? I was thinking about win totals. Like what were the, do we do the, the Vikings win totals by any chance? Oh, I don't know that we did. I think we we a podcast or something. I think but. We if you want to know who we picked to win the NFC North, I can tell you that. I think we all picked the Bears last because Breach, uh, Brinson. I'll pick the Bears last. I had the Lions. I'm sure Breach had the Packers. Me and Wilson had the Packers. Yeah, obviously. You're not idiots. <laughs> um, I stupidly had the Vikings ahead of the Packers, I think. But in, in uh, Brinson's defense, he had the Saints winning the NFC South. Me and Wilson had the Buccaneers. Yeah, that blew up in our face. I'm better than that, too. I was panicking. Did he actually have the Steelers finishing last in the NFC North? Or was that just. Chit chat. That is the truth. That is not a mirage. I had the Cardinals had the, the, NFC, the NFC West too. That looked okay. Did anyone have the Browns finishing second or first? The only person who had the Browns finishing second was Brenton. Okay. And, but only two of us had the Steelers finishing first, and that was me and Briscoe. Yeah, I never picked them to finish. Yeah, second. Wilson, I never picked the Browns, the Steelers. Um, okay, let's get out of here. It's the holiday recap pod. We'll be back. Uh, man, the days are blending together. It is. Uh, back see you guys in 24 hours to uh break down sunday's all of sunday's games there's only wilson you'll be excited about this there's only 12 of them and it means that we will once again keep you until 2 a.m yeah it doesn't matter at the office that's right four games three games doesn't matter 
I'm going to go play some Switch. Happy holidays, everybody. Be safe.